Vibes, the show of everything. Top Fives, presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joy Prati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have we do have some fun topics for you this evening. I'm pretty excited to get to these lists. Um, but before we get to all the listings, Jonathan, a cheers, my friend, um, a toast. Oh, where's my we, drink? <laughs> I don't know, but we we have made it. Every one of you at home has made it through four years. Um, That's right. And it ends tonight. Tomorrow morning, um, you know, we we get a different uh, we get a different leader. And uh, and 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 the orange cowboys is on his way out. So, <laughs> cheers! Cheers! Yeah, man, it's been one crazy four years, and yeah, it's gonna be quite a, a transition tomorrow. And I think a lot of people, hopefully, are gonna be holding their heads higher tomorrow. We'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, it's a it's a big deal, especially from the last. I mean, I think we talked about in the last show, like what happened at, at the Capitol and all the stuff transpiring into uh you know trump's uh exit from presidency from the presidency and yeah. it's just been just like a the wild wild west man with all this kind yeah. of shit so um really excited at least that that's happening and i can't believe 20 days is already like you know since the new year's like it's already we're already 20 days deep into january yeah. which is kind of crazy too <laughs> fucking wild so um but yeah, my man. least favorite 20 no um <laughs> But yeah, man. Cheers to that's, that, uh, yeah. dude. For sure. Cheers to that, <laughs> sir. Um, yeah, I remember like you know, doing the show and kind of talking through our feelings when when Trump got elected and all that kind of stuff. So it's been it's been kind of a trip. We don't get too political on this show. We try not to, but um, you know, every once in a while we got to talk about the big events of the world because otherwise yeah. it's maybe a little tone deaf. I don't know, but he's been an event for the last four years, so. Yeah, especially on the social medias. <laughs> Shit, man. Isn't he banned from like Twitter or something right now? He's banned from Twitter, from Facebook, from Instagram, from fucking. And he Grindr. was uh, second time um, uh, impeached. Impeached, right? Yeah. Which means he can't be president again in the future. No, that's not what that means. Um, if if they they could come to that conclusion, but so basically, at least my understanding of it yeah. is that when you're impeached, you're you're going to be put on trial, and then depending on that, how that um, goes, yeah, then they just they just you know uh, figure out the punishment, whether you're not president anymore, whether you're not allowed to run for office anymore, like, but um, yeah, only I believe two presidents have been actually impeached before Trump and then Trump twice. Yeah, you know, Clinton nice. for the Lewinsky thing. Um, yeah, and I want right. to say Andrew Johnson before that, the guy after Lincoln, I so think. So, yeah, it's quite a gap of, yeah, there's only been that many. <laughs> Damn, yeah. that's crazy. Just to think Wild. that we were alive, I guess, with like the Clinton stuff happening. Yeah. Like, man, that, yeah, that's pretty nuts. Whoa. The 98. Or like yeah. nine years old like i remember i kind of remember it like on tv and like what was happening and you know all the kind of stuff with like monica Lewinsky. but uh poor monica Lewinsky. can we just yeah. like hey you know time has shown us uh the error of our ways and like she was treated so horribly and she was what 22 like yeah. could you imagine being 22 and being the center of a spotlight with the most powerful man fucking world yeah and i don't know that's a whole um there's a, a thing. 
really good podcast I listened to uh, a couple years ago, uh, Slow Burn. Slow they do burn. different subjects, um, different series. Um, but the one I listened to was kind of looking back at that whole scandal and affair uh, with the hindsight of the Me Too movement. Um, very eye-opening, very eye-opening. And I, yeah. I highly suggest to listen to it. Interesting. But, yeah. Man. So we got uh, 2021. Trump is out of office. Thank God. Um, anything else happening in uh, maybe our, our pop culture news? Man, I don't know. I've been nothing because <laughs> yeah, there has there's been nothing. Um, what was I? Hmm. You I know what really, I did? You know, I did watch uh, um, WandaVision. Um, you know, I watched. Uh, I kind of tuned in and out of it as well. What'd you think? It was it was all right. I I feel like uh, I could see what they're doing. Uh, like the first two episodes, I see like okay, this you know they're trying to do like the. Uh, from kind of each sitcom era, and um, mm -hmm. if this third one doesn't reel me in, I don't know. <laughs> like there, there, I know there's something bigger, obviously, going on aside outside of sure. kind of like, uh, kind of like you're trapped in the sitcom world. But um, yeah, it needs to, it needs to kind of grab me a little bit. But I am, I you know, I'm curious, and this is the start of all this like MCU TV shows and stuff. So you know, just trying to see, and I guess Disney's next move for. You know, this is how we're delivering content until we can get movies back in theaters. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, so, you know, I'm sure the quality will be there and, and all that. And you know, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what Disney's going to be like this next year. And you know, are people going to like solely throw down on the Disney Plus, you know, train and and you know, stay stick with them? Um, yeah, yeah. Who knows? But yeah, I wasn't like I wasn't like blown away. It was kind of cool to like oh. see um, the the parodies on or like the uh, the sitcom kind of parodies. I, I thought that was really cool. It's a very interesting stylistic choice, and you know you can kind of do it with different eras, right? I guess, but 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 about that, right? Because yeah. I was thinking like, oh, this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna kind of, but they didn't really do their own spin on anything, right? They just it felt like they watched a few episodes of um, I Love Lucy or something and took plot a from this one plot b from that one and it, nothing felt um uh exclusive or there was nothing marvel-y about it like even the fact that they have powers and things like that uh it's like okay i've seen this done on bewitched and bewitched did it better uh, or i dream of genie or anything like that and uh, i just kept thinking who is this for because it, it didn't go far enough into parody of those old sitcoms. It was yeah. more like, it almost felt like a, like a, like Superman returns, you know, how that was like a, a loving homage to the Donner Superman films, yeah. but it didn't really do anything new with it. It just kind of was there. That's kind of what this felt well, like in terms like of old sitcoms and things. And I was like, I don't like this humor is dated. They're not doing anything new with it or making any kind of comment on today with it. Or maybe they were. I just wasn't paying attention because that's very possible too. But it didn't, yeah, it didn't grab me. Um, it does look like by the end of the second episode, things are starting to change. So I'm sure the story will kind of get going. But I thought it was a very weird choice to start the series that way. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll feeling. make more sense once they're all out. At the same you know? time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's and it's like we've and you know I think most of the like trailers and like we've seen kind of like that and 
I was thinking like, oh, this might be like the first episode. Like, okay, we'll get in this kind of like surreal world of like, you know, she's maybe trapped in this place or something. Um, but it went from like number one to number, you know, episode two, where it's kind of like you're mm-hmm. in the same kind of thing, and you know, you can you're slowly seeing like, okay, maybe this is like not like a real thing, or you know, maybe she's, uh, you know, th- there's a few hints I think after that like second episode, like. I think there's a part where she goes like stop and like stuff rewinds. So it makes me think like, is yes. she con- in control of it or, um, but there's still, I'm thinking it's still mystery. It's, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of, um, a security blanket that she's created a security blanket reality that she's created for herself to deal with visions, death in yeah. end game. Cause that's the thing or too. Vision whatever it was. It's supposed to be dead. So like just mm-hmm. seeing him in this show immediately, it was just like, what the hell? So, yeah. um, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch that third Marty. episode. I'll, I'll check it out. You know, we'll see how it, uh, how it goes. And then I don't know. We'll see. I haven't really been watching much, uh, television lately. Um, or recently, I think I just kind of finished like Cobra Kai and then I've been watching like movies mostly. Um, yeah. Yeah. The last, what was the last movie uh, I watched? I watched, um, so actually really, I love this movie. Sing street. I watched sing street um yeah like uh it was a couple days ago and it was on one of those like i um if you go on amazon if you're an amazon prime uh, uh user there's like a section where they uh, it's like imdb's section where mm-hmm. they give you movies with ads and i saw it on there and i was like oh, that's very was cool it on there? yeah it was on there i think but yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I don't know. I was just like in a mood for like a movie where like just a bunch of kids like jamming in a band or something. And, yeah. and it's a good story. I, I really like the story. And it's, it kind of gives you like a kind of an evolution of these like kids and their kind of band and their sound and kind of the influences they get throughout there. So it's uh, it gives you that same feeling with like that thing you do. You know what I mean? Like you get kind of stoked for, you know, the, the yeah. kids in the band. So um. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it, dude. How, how about you, Joey? Best. What any anything else you got to report or? Man, so um, I sold my couch on Facebook Marketplace. I've never done that before. Okay. And I had a hell of a fucking time. So let me walk you through my odyssey of Facebook Marketplace. I've been looking to replace my couch. Um, okay. It's kind of the last big furniture item from from my past you know and wanted to re- replace it as one does and uh you know just the past couple of months i've been looking facebook marketplace um you know and i was like you know i knew what i wanted right you know i want yeah I'm, i get to choose it i get to choose my shit um you know so i wanted leather if i could because um, i'm 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 buying on a budget here folks so um you know and uh, anyway, found this great Italian leather couch. Um, it looked kind of maroon in the picture, and it was kind of steep. I was like, well, this is an investment. And I asked them if they would mind giving it to me for a lower price. They're like, someone already offered for a bit higher than that. Um, but I was like, well, if it falls through, please let me know. And they're like, okay. Saturday morning, I'm um, I'd forgotten about this thing. Saturday morning, I'm on a walk with Marty, and I get the text, "Hey, it fell through. We'll accept your offer." Um, okay. And me and my brother had already made plans to hang out, and he has a truck, so me and him went over and uh, picked up this couch. 
And so I've got a new couch and it's bigger than my old one. It's leather. It's nice. It's comfy. It's new. It was well taken care of. I'm so excited about it. Um, but I have, I had to get rid of my old couch. Um, and I live in 300 square feet. And so having two couches in here was a bit of a problem. And, um, so put it up on Facebook marketplace, um, for like 200 bucks, got some nibbles here and there. Um, and so Sunday was kind of waiting around all day because this person was like, hey, I'll give you like 80 bucks, but I'll come get it right now. And I was like, Fuck. at first I told him no. And then a couple hours passed. And I wasn't getting any more hits. I was like, look, I'll let it go for that price if you want to come get it. And they're like, well, I'm off work at eight. I'll come by then. And I was like, okay. Eight o'clock rolls around. Hey, I'm on. I, I, my deliveries ran late. I won't be there till nine. Oh, interesting. Okay okay cool you know and i'm just like i'm just waiting and this this thing is just looking at like leaning over me and just looking at me and just like waiting you know it's like i don't know what to do man um nine comes around and uh they go you're in rush now i was like yeah and they're like okay that's gonna be i'm 47 minutes away okay nine forty-seven. okay 10 o'clock rolls around and I go, so are you coming? They're like, yeah, 27 minutes away. Like, okay. Um, 10 45 rolls around. I'll be there in 15 minutes. I go, so 11 o'clock. They go, yeah. I go, okay. I go outside and I'm starting to like get nervous at this point. Like, am I going to get murked? <laughs> Or something like this is late. This isn't normal. This isn't good. I yeah, for a Facebook taken, marketplace deal going down. Right. Yeah. Um, I've taken. I've somehow by myself got the couch out into the hallway. Um, and the person just never fucking showed up. So finally, eleven fifteen, eleven thirty, I texted and said, um, "I got to go to bed. Thanks for your interest." And I reported them and blocked them. Um, after they didn't respond to that. But um, anyway, then the next guy uh, is like, hey, I'll, I'll give you full price. I'll, I'll be there around six. And I said, okay. Um, and super nice guy was like, you know, oh, cool. This is happening. We're fine. You know, I get the couch out into the hallway again. Um, and we take it down to his car. And this guy brought it wasn't a prius but it was like a prius with like a little hatchback and i was like that ain't gonna fit in there and he starts opening up he gets the cushions in and i was like what so i'm helping him get the thing in and of course it doesn't fit he goes ah shit i didn't think about this you 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 didn't think about this you didn't think about this Usually you hit up your homie who has like a truck, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, usually. So it's not like he was going to help me get it back inside. So I was like, let's just put it in front of the building. I'm going to put a free sign on it. He's like, I'll be back later. I was like, it's first come and first serve at this point. If you want it, you know, fine. But it's it's going to be here. And if someone else gets to it first, sorry. So finally, like two or three hours later, I heard some, someone out there. And um, I looked out and two kids were two kids they're in their early to mid 20s um we're hauling the couch away and i guess they saw me looking out and they went thank you thank you and i was like all right um 
looked back out the window. I was like, you have a good night. You're welcome. Um, so it's gone finally. Anyway, that's my saga. That's the odyssey dude, of the couch. Dude, I feel you with the fuck the, Facebook marketplace the couch selling shit. And that's so, all done. And now me and Marty have a, a brand new couch. Is and, it comfy? Uh, it's so comfy. Nice. It's so comfy. Like, I don't even want to write because I don't want to sit yeah, at my desk. I see. <laughs> I want to be on the couch for a little bit. I don't want to get intimate with this thing. Um, that's, uh, man. Yeah, I, I kind of miss, like, the co- the really comfy couches. Like, um, actually, I don't spend too much time out in my living room. Maybe that's probably why. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I kind of had a similar experience with like buying stuff on Facebook marketplace. It, yeah. it just depends like on when you're selling stuff, I guess it's a little bit tougher cause you have to kind of like people just hit you up randomly. Um, and then I did the same thing you did. I was considering selling my old couch and I just ended up just putting it out there for free. And uh, after a while, like after like a day or two or something, someone finally like budged. <laughs> so hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, like my roommate Dustin does like pretty well with like selling things on Facebook Marketplace. So I guess if you're good at just like, hey, like just a bunch of people like this kind of stuff, and if you can find the right maybe like gr- like Facebook groups or something to f- put it on, I think that's where it can benefit. But I, I for me, I'm just like I'm so terrible at like putting that doing that kind of stuff or like putting stuff up to sell and yeah um, and all that kind of noise. And- so. It's difficult too when it's a it's a big item like a couch or some or a bed or something yeah. where you need it gone. You know, like more than you need money for it, you just need it to be yeah. fucking gone. You're totally right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it'd be a better experience if I had something that like wasn't taking up space, and I just feel like, hey, why not make a couple bucks at some point? You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, having a thing where it's like I need this gone today was taking up all the space in my living room right now. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 okay, man. At least someone took it. At least someone grabbed it and was able to like, yeah, you know, use it to to their abilities. Like, I I hope they're in love, and uh, I sure. I hope they have a good time with the couch. There you go. Yeah. There you go, dude. There we go. <laughs> uh, Joey, would you like to get to some some lists? I would. I'm very excited for. I think we we've got a couple good lists this evening. Yeah. Uh. I don't know where to start because they're both movie related for sure. They are. Um, and they're both very, I would say kind of interesting movie topics. I, th- I think we've, one of them, I feel like we've probably touched on before, but um, the, the other one that you bring to the, the podcast tonight is, is very interesting. And I never really thought of that. Like, Oh yeah, these kind of, so I don't know where to start. Do you want to, do you want to start with you yours want... or. Sure we can. Um, so. I was thinking about, um, you know, if you're if you're into movies like me, there's all this lore surrounding Hollywood. There's all this lore surrounding movies that almost were, or movies that never were. Yeah. Um, so, Jonathan, like, and when I say this, I'm talking about movies that came close or were talked about for years and just never materialized. What are your top five movies that never were? Uh. <laughs> I'm going to pick the one I picked for this one. I don't necessarily want to see this movie, I would say. But when I read about it, I was like, oh, dude, this is like kind of crazy. Um, it's that whole Jurassic Park, like the next Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. And yeah. How are they going to have like Velociraptors with like lasers and like armor on them or something like that? And weren't they going to be 
like also like spliced with human DNA? Yeah, there was like a whole yeah. like whole thing about like the Velociraptors and them like kind of combining them with stuff. And I think you know like the latest Jurassic movies, they you know they have the the raptors still kind of the focused dinosaurs, you know, in there. So they they and they I think they eventually did put guns on them, did they? Something like that, right? Uh, they something something. But I remember lasers and like. All that kind of like crazy stuff, and I was like, "There's no way this is gonna be like a real movie, or this is like way, way too far out for like a Jurassic Park movie." Um, but when you read, when you read it, and when you kind of like thought about it, it's like, "Damn, this would be just kind of like a weird, wild journey." Like I would see it just for the interest of the curiosity of just like seeing that happen. So, um, but it never got made, and uh, oh. they, you know, they made the other Jurassic movies, and they kind of spun that story there. But um, yeah, I, I remember. I don't. I think I don't know if you told me about that particular movie or if it was like a like one of those just like rumored things that kind of like just went viral and just kind of like everyone was just talking about it. Um, but it's the one that sticks out the most for me um, with like that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, number f- number five, Jurassic, whatever. I don't know even if they had a title for it. So yeah, Jurassic Park. Love it. Uh, number four, um, I still have to see this documentary, but there's a great documentary, um, produced by, um, um, what's well, death by death. Was it death of, uh, I can't even say it. The, the death, death of, of Superman, Superman lives. lives, um, directed by, uh, oh gosh, I, I don't know. John Schnepp. John Schnepp, the late John Schnepp, uh, you know, definitely, um, you know, he's not with us today but uh it, it was one of his his uh kind of last big kind of uh projects before before he uh he left us and um it's about the the superman uh story with nicholas cage playing superman which is yes i again nicholas cage plus superman just like seeing and like the and the, the crazy thing is like i guess the whole thing surrounding this movie is like they were in like well into pre-production right um yeah. As far as like you know, the costumes were kind of you know the the design, the set design, the costumes. Um, you you got to see I think a foot a photo or footage of like Nicolas Cage in the Superman costume with like long hair or something like that. He looked yeah. kind of crazy. So um, I I still want to watch this documentary. I don't know why it's taking me so long because it just sounds yeah, what the fuck. Dude? I don't I don't know, dude. It's so good. I I, I you know what I might have to just watch this after this podcast because it. it, it just seems to, it just seems like such a interesting watch and there's a lot of i think people like kevin smith and and just mm-hmm. uh others talking about the kind of the movie and how it was put together um and then i guess the initial i guess when it when it stopped production and and how that went down um yeah what a what an interesting like we could have had like a nicholas cage superman movie you know what i feel like the weirder part is we could have had a tim burton superman um that too yeah you know you're right uh, and you've seen we're fans of kevin smith uh an evening with kevin smith he talks about you know he tells a couple very famous stories in in that dvd release or whatever you want to call it um one of them being how he wrote the first couple drafts of that movie Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, he tells the story of meeting John Peters and John Peters is laying down doing this. And he's like, I want to visualize the movie as you read it to me and like just all kinds of crazy shit. Um, and then Burton came on and threw out Kevin Smith's script. And Kevin Smith was like, yeah, you know, at cons and stuff, people would bring me the script and ask me to sign it. And I'd write, fuck Tim Burton. 
<laughs> and because um, he just had yeah he just had something so against him huh yeah so it's pretty funny um but yeah that's it's a really good documentary i totally 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 check it out because it does kind of give you an insight of how these movies get so far along and then they go nah. yeah that's a sh- that's a shame too there's so much work and that gets involved and not so i mean yes so much work but like so much money that like, too yeah yeah think about just you know a couple scripts uh on on a project that never gets made are you're you're sinking hundreds of millions of dollars into you know it's it's yeah and just to see it not see the light of day hundreds, but you know millions yeah it, it's uh, man i can't imagine like how that would be and uh, yeah that makes me even more curious to watch the documentary just to see like kind of aftermath of it and like how the actors or even the people who worked on the films um thought about that and just like they're they're yeah all the money that got spent uh costumes that were never seen you know kind of stuff right. like that like very um, sad yeah especially for like you know that's and that's before like a lot of the big superhero stuff we've had in the last like 10 years you know so it's that's kind of a big deal you know with superman the next superman movie you know my um, my question about these kinds of things is you have this content that fans like you and me were at least curious about it you know we'd pay to read it or or see it or whatever why not you already have it written what you already have all the designs why not hand it off to an artist and create a comic book oh, or you know a graphic yeah, novel yeah. and be like this is what could have been or this this is at least the story yeah and here you go it doesn't have um, to just lie within just the film it wouldn't cost itself it would cost so much you know you've already spent this much money developing it what's a yeah. little bit more to pay you know for the printing or whatever and, and a comic book artist and and you know maybe bring on a writer to adapt it but a script is so close that i think a, a good enough artist could figure it out yeah um but yeah like that's it seems so obvious to me yeah um, you you would yeah you would think that would be the move to at least salvage for the as project. many as many hundreds of you know thousands of movies there are that exist there's a hundred times that that have been written that have gone nowhere that have you know or that have gone somewhere and haven't gotten all the way like Dude. you know what i mean it's wild that's that sounds such a painful journey honestly painful painful especially when it's like yeah this is not this is not going forward it's not being made so um yeah, yeah very interested to watch that because I, I definitely want to see how it affected you know obviously uh, there's the budget but also just the people like working on the movie too um Fuck. you know a gig's a gig sometimes for people but like you know if it's just like man all that time you spent on pre-production <laughs> just gone anyways um number four super, yeah superman lives uh number Wonderful. three which i think this movie is gonna get made eventually but um i was a huge fan of the battlestar galactica show um not the 70s one but the i guess like the the one that came out after Reboot or whatever the rebooted version which is kind of funny because they had like a few characters uh from the original that played characters in the show oh, nice. as like but cool. as different people but like uh that's respectful it was like respectful that. yeah but it was like oh you know like the space you know i think this that that type of space sci-fi could work as a movie 
And uh, the I was reading that like Brian Singer was possibly gonna develop a movie for Battlestar Galactica. No. no oh no? no. I mean, you know everything that's been going on with Brian Singer, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just okay. saying the before I think all that stuff came to light, he was in talks to to do uh, a uh, get Battlestar Galactica type movie. Um, with like i think a new cast not like with you know using the same people from the show um and then of course all the brian singer stuff happened um and then i think battlestar i think it's just it's just being like i think it's just like one of those projects where it's just like being passed down by so many people and it's like who's gonna make the film like or you know who's gonna eventually realize this version of it um or is it like maybe this just works better as a show and uh maybe uh that maybe the there isn't like enough interest in like that kind of uh space type show or whatever because you know we got star trek we got star wars you know we have other types of things it, it would be like a if it was a movie it'd be like a brand new franchise for a lot of people who've never seen like battlestar galactica um but it's it's intriguing and it, and um there's like some parts where it reminds me of the the show the expanse on amazon um so like they could definitely do a version of this show <laughs> or this movie um but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it never really got made. Maybe it was just the difficulty with just trying to figure out how to like one, you have a dedicated fan base to the show and, and it's like, yeah, how do we kind of kickstart like a new space franchise? I think that's kind of it. And maybe at the time those, the new star Trek movies were coming out and um, star Wars, I guess was just on the, you know, kind of on the horizon again. So, but uh, yeah, I I wouldn't say directed by Brian Singer. Maybe I preface that wrong, <laughs> but like <laughs> he was in talks to be like one of the dudes to make it, and uh, I, I I honestly don't know who I would pick to do like Battlestar Galactica these days. But um, you know, I think it would be a cool movie. I just I don't know if it would fit as a movie. Like they could like, yeah. the show work so well because it was just you know you can pace it that way. So, um, but I don't know. And, that, and not everything needs to be a movie. And not everything needs to be a movie, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it, it did pique my interest because I, I just love the show so much. And um, yeah, I just think it would be interesting. And, and and getting people to like, you know, what's Battlestar Galactica? Or maybe they just haven't had, you know, haven't had a chance to check it out. Like, I always like it when stuff like that comes out and it kind of kickstarts like new fandom and and and, and a, a healthy fandom, I would say. Uh not like Star Wars fandom sometimes, but um, you know, that's a whole. Let's not. That's even a whole. Other, that. yeah. yeah, let's not even do that. Either. All right, so uh, Battlestar Galactica uh, number two. Uh, this one I could totally see make being a movie, and it was like kind of rumored to be a movie. Uh, I don't think they even got to the pre-production stage, but it's the Bioshock movie, uh, based Ooh. off the Bioshock series. Um, Rumored was uh, Gore Forbinsky to direct and, and kind of uh, pilot that franchise. Um, I don't know. I, I like the world of Bioshock, and I think it could work for films. And, and, and maybe, maybe again, it's just like just like the kind of curse of the video game movies. Like, you know, there's, a, there's like a lot of content there, but trying to pull a story from it may or may not, you know, work well as a, as a movie. Um, yeah. And so I think... You know, it's it would be kind of, uh, and it's quite a, quite a cerebral kind of movie, and it's it's very out there, and you know maybe I could see it being made today. You know, I think a lot of people would be down to see something like that, but 
I don't know. We'll have to see what that goes with. And then my number one, which um, didn't know too much about this movie when it came out, and it is a Marvel movie, but I was kind of down to see Edgar Wright's Ant-Man. Like Yo, his, his version that's of that's a Ant-Man. great call. That's a great call. And I know he got like I think he had still some like writer writer credits, uh, story th- by st- story by credit like on on the movie. But you know I remember when like you know the news was coming out for Ant Man and it's like Edgar Wright's doing this shit. I'm like, dude, that's gonna be nuts. Like I could totally get down with Edgar Wright doing a like a Marvel movie. And this character I'm not really familiar with, but I think he can like make it, you know, just so interesting. And and I love the way he directs and and uh, and then yeah, and then he he left the project, you know, I think for like creative differences. Creative or whatever. differences, yeah. And and um, you know, I I didn't, you know, I thought the movie was okay, and you know, I think they, when I watched the movie, like it didn't feel like there was that many like hands that have touched it. I think, and I I don't know if we've had this conversation before, but like. It didn't feel like, oh, man, there's been so many people, like, on this movie. Like, it feels, like, jumbled, I guess, right? Like, it felt like it was a decent Marvel movie. It didn't, like, wow me or anything. But, like, it was, uh, you know, it it was a good, it was a good, like, watch. And it didn't feel like, man, this was tainted with, like, so many different people on on this project. But I do wish it had the Edgar Wright, like feel and spin to it and because there's a couple moments that is the one that always comes to mind is like when he first goes to um, michael douglas's mansion and michael douglas has all the ants doing the sugar and everything like i would want to see edgar wright do that scene yeah that's the scene where i'm like that's where i really want to see him do his thing and and it's kind of funny because i always like edgar wright he does like stuff with like making very small actions or movements be so big when he films yes. them and with I the think, whip pans and the yeah yeah and it would just work so well for like ant-man where you're having like small scale kind of you know characters and you know totally in this, down in this like world and yeah i just think it would be super cool so that's a yeah, great call yeah that's, that's like number one kind of like the ones i think about um off the top of my head uh, i'm sure there's a lot of movies that probably have made it like kind of close to like maybe Superman lives where they were like in pre-production and they're about to like green light the whole thing. And then the plug gets pulled. So I'm actually interested to hear your list, Joey, because I'm sure there's probably more movies out there like that. So funny. You should mention movies like that. Shawnee. Hey. Um, at number five, I've got George Miller's justice league mortal. Oh. Um, this was supposed to have our boy army hammer uh oh, that's mr right. mr cannibal himself playing batman um that's right dj corona i believe was gonna play superman um who the fuck was wonder woman i'm blanking on wonder woman um the kid from um the oc was gonna be the flash oh man um was it common was gonna be green lantern I don't know. This movie had, but it's George Miller. Like, you know, you think about Mad Max Fury Road and you're like, fuck. Like, this This guy movie would be. But I remember this was, I want to say they were supposed to go into production around 2008. Two thousand six, Between 2006, 2008. I'm not remembering it correctly, but. I specifically remember being in the comic book store um, over on Ocean and uh, Gary, 
of Nerdrotics um, being like, because he gets like insider insider information, not shit that I see on regular movie sites, but he gets like insider shit that I believe. And the thing that he was saying was that Christopher Nolan told WB, if you have another Batman concurrent to mine, I walk. Oh, really? But they, because this movie had the costumes, they were like set to shoot. And I want to say it was like the weekend before they started principal photography, they pulled the plug. Whoa. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like. And it, it had to have been after Dark Knight. Chris Nolan would not have had that much power before Dark Knight. So yeah. it had to have been after Dark Knight. Um, and it was probably one of his bargaining chips to come back and do a third one. He probably wouldn't have if this movie got made. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Holy mm-hmm. crap, dude. Yeah, I'm just looking. I'm, uh, just, I'm just looking it up. I was like, man, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll save this tab because I want to see like the cat, like the. Did they have like? I'm an, sure there, they had like photos, right, of like them possibly looking. There's. Like, it's a very like far away shot. I want to say John Schnepp was actually the person to post it, but you can find it online. Yeah. Whoa, dude, that's yeah. nuts. It's pretty wild. Um. Number four. There was going to be a Lord of the Rings movie starring the Beatles. What? Or at least they wanted to make a uh, Lord of the Rings movie starring the Beatles. Really? And I, I've, I've heard a couple different stories of why it got shut down. I want to say that like Tolkien's family was like, absolutely not. Um, but according to legend as well, they wanted um, uh, Stanley Kubrick to direct it. Could you imagine? <laughs> and I want to say that it was going to be Paul and Ringo as Frodo and Sam. Oh my God. Uh, George Harrison was going to be Gandalf and John Lennon was going to be uh, Smeagol. What's his column? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Viewer discretion. I have only ever seen, I saw the first movie when it came out on DVD. I saw the second one in theaters. I never saw the third one. It's I. It's like if you're into fantasy kind of stuff. I'm not I think, into fantasy. Yeah, you would like it. As I have the Batcave behind me, I'm not into <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> but uh, I never watched the other, like the Hobbit movies, which I heard weren't as good as the, the original <sighs> three. But I sat through the first one, the X, you know, and it was like fucking german i couldn't understand a word of it and not, not fucking german just like it was a foreign language that i don't speak you know what i mean uh, i'm not like singling out for any re- weird reason um but yeah like i just i was like what is happening and how am i supposed to understand what is happening as a person coming in blind i no, those were not for me yeah. and the 48 frames per second get out of here oh yeah that, um, that was the big thing that a lot of people mm-hmm. commented on for that movie when yeah. it came out from what i remember but yeah, but the Beatles, Dude, Lord of the Rings. That is so trippy. Um, I and I don't know which part is more interesting, uh, the Beatles or Kubrick. Yeah, you know. Anyway, it's like Kubrick can make it pretty interesting, but like I think the Beatles probably because it's like, dude, this is the Beatles, like, yeah. and they've you know they've done like a few like films, right? You know, but uh, I think them like acting those parts maybe <laughs> like would be very. That would have been awesome. You know, that would have been so good. Honestly, if this is like a if this is like a very known thing i bet i wouldn't be surprised if someone tried to do like one of those deep fake movies of taking like the beatles faces and try to put them on like uh, uh i'm the Lord of the Rings googling movies. this 
Googling this right now because that is something I need immediately. I need, yeah, it's like we need that in our lives um, now. <laughs> dear sweet imaginary audience, if any of you guys, yeah. uh, oh, this is good. This is good. Sean, is there a way to throw this in the feed? Ooh, let's see. I can't do it on Zoom, but at least at least look at what I just sent you on the chat, and I'll throw it in on the edit on YouTube. so cool that is so fucking cool um yeah. oh shit okay anyway i love the poster kind of cool. it's so good the beatles um that's an number <laughs> yeah i've never so good. never heard of that one dude yeah yeah uh number three uh james cameron's spider-man Oh, I, um, I do remember this. This James Cameron was set yeah. to, to direct a Spider-Man movie starring Leonardo DiCaprio in the '90s, and yeah. uh, Doc Ock was going to be the villain, and he was going to be played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was going to have a one-liner of "Okie dokie." <laughs> That's what he was going to say throughout the Okey-dokey. movie. Okie <laughs> Um, I really want to see this movie. I really, really want to see the movie. Yeah, I guess. Um. It's Cameron's script is where the organic uh, web came from. Oh, interesting. So there are elements of this movie that made it into Raimi Spider-Man. I don't know how much, but I think a fairly good portion. Because this, I mean, yeah. Spider-Man was developed to death for like, you know, a good decade plus before, before uh, two they... decades plus, before the, the first movie came out. Interesting. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, could you imagine Cameron this is right after is it right after or right before uh terminator 2 oh yeah so be just super like ex action packed yeah i don't know about arnold schwarzenegger as the villain but yeah leo, I don't know about that. leo I, I don't know leo would be interesting like i i don't know um I, I don't think leo was really too... an actor yet at that point. at that point huh yeah um Sorry, Although I got, I'll I'll, sh I'll talk about it in my share time. I do have something related to Leo. Oh. And I guess Sam Raimi in a way. And what? I have a I have a share time topic later. Uh, just a movie I watched recently, actually. Gotcha, but, gotcha, uh, gotcha. We'll talk about it later. Right on. Cool, cool. Number number two, um, you know my boy Martin Scorsese. Hello, Scorsese. How are you, sir? Um. He's got so many movies that have not been made uh, that he wants to make. And two um, are like at the top of my list of I want to see that. Okay. More so the Ramones. He was he was attached very briefly to make a movie about the Ramones. About the Ramones. Interesting. Man, because he would have done 70s New York. He would have done that whole thing. Yeah. It would have been really good. Damn. Um, that would be cool. Scorsese yeah. doing the Ramones? What? It'd probably take place at CBGB and Hilly Crystal would probably be like tied up with the mob or something like that. Who knows? Dude. I don't know. Whoa. Um, and that's, I'm just spitballing off the top of my head, but I want to see that now. Um, <laughs> uh, and then he was also supposed to make a uh, Dean Martin movie starring Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is Dean Martin. Is I didn't Martin? like it. And it's not so much that I want to see that movie. I just, I want to see Tom Hanks and Scorsese work together. Ooh, okay. You know? 
That's a, that would be an interesting pairing, actually. That's that's not bad. Wouldn't be bad. Both very. Yeah, I mean, Tom Hanks. I mean, their their brands are completely different, but I mean, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. They're 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 top they're top at their uh, class, though. I would say, right? Like they're. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know, very very established as as a director and an actor. Dude, that's big time. Interesting. Okay, Scorsese, Ramones. Uh, yeah. Dude. My number my number one though, Shawnee. Um, this is like the the big, this you is know, the big one, huh? Okay. <laughs> cinematic myth of what could have been is uh, Stanley Kubrick's Napoleon. Stanley Kubrick oh, worked most of his life to make a, a Napoleon movie, and he never got to. He never got to, huh? Wow, that's insane. Was there, like just, was there any movie made like a a Napoleon movie made or? I mean, I'm sure there is. I don't know of any. Um, but on but a, I'm sure there is. I guess on a scale of that of or uh, with a director like that though, and like yeah. to think about like because I love, I absolutely love uh, Barry Lyndon, and um, have you seen this movie? I have not. I have not. Oh, it's. I mean, you need you need a day for it. It's it's a three hours, and it's it takes its time. Okay. It's not a exciting three hours, but it's so fucking funny like darkly i don't know that it's trying to be funny i i i hope and think deep down that it is but um it doesn't present itself as a comedy but i i was laughing my ass off the entire time um but it's also one of the most beautiful pictures i've ever seen um and he based all of his uh shots on uh renaissance paintings um so they all look paintings from like the 1700s and things like that yeah Dude, it's it's cool. and he uses as most as most as you can the myth is that he used no natural light whatsoever i think there's like one or two shots where he had to um but nasa developed these special lenses for him so that he could shoot just by candlelight what? um and so you're seeing how like the world actually probably looked back looked then. back yeah oh wow um That's an interesting but to 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 think about that movie as a template and then to think about what he would have done with napoleon who you could see him infusing bits of alex delarge from um a clockwork orange or elements of full metal jacket in there yeah like um what dude that's... i'm sad we never got that yeah that's very interesting because i yeah. can't really recall a, a, a movie about napoleon or as like just kind of noteworthy as that, um, and then Stanley Kubrick, yeah, heck yeah, dude, I totally yeah. see that. Oh, what? Anyway. Dude, that's like blowing my yeah. mind. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's as a very it interesting should. thing to think about. <laughs> as it should. Um, yeah. I let I this is I, I kind of want to revisit this one, uh, like again or something, or maybe talk about it in the future because yeah. It just seems like there's just a lot of interesting stories behind like some of these movies that like could have been, and you know we we all hope you know we all have our personal like oh man you know I wish this movie was made because you know I see more Scorsese stuff, you know stuff with with his uh you know like Scorsese specifically with like music too you know I think that was really cool and, yeah exactly yeah um so it, it's all that like kind of dreamer stuff but I mean you never know sometimes maybe like someone will just you know maybe this movie might get made eventually or. Uh, well, it's almost more interesting when they do get made, but by a different creative team. Yeah. And then you're left wondering, fuck, what if like, they had done it? Yeah. How different you know? would it have been if this team took over or did this movie? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's super interesting. And Pretty wild, it, it man. Probably you said it probably happens all the time, right? <laughs> like, oh, dude. All yeah. the time. <laughs> it it happens more often than movies get made. Dude, that's nuts. You know. Um, dude. Jonathan. Yes. Do you have a list for me, my friend? Yeah, it's it's uh it's a another movie related list, and uh, I feel like we've done this one in the past, but uh, you know, it's it's definitely a, a cool little topic. So, uh, based on true story uh, movies or films out there, uh, I guess they could be loosely, ba- you know, some of them are like kind of, you know, it's based on an event, but you know, they sure. may be like this, but yeah. What are your top fives for this? I made a rule for myself because I was looking. I was like, "Shit, I could make a top five just Scorsese biopic movies." But, yeah. <laughs> or, or, um, and his movies don't even when they are like technically, I guess, a biopic, they don't feel like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm I'm leaving him off altogether. Whoa. Okay. Otherwise, my list would be full of his movies. Scorsese. <laughs> um, number five, Sidney Lumet's Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, okay. Uh, Al Pacino, uh, John Cazale. Um, they try to rob a bank and everything goes wrong and it's funny and it's sad and it's scary and it's fucking visceral. Um, it's hard to talk about this movie without giving everything away. Um, just if you ever see it streaming, fucking watch it. It's so good. The acting is brilliant. Um, you know, especially, you know, I think we see a lot like on our timelines and feeds like Attica, Attica. <laughs> That's what it, this is from that. So, um, dog day afternoon, Pacino at his very best. Pacino, yeah. Um, <clears throat> number four, uh, Tombstone. Oh, Tombstone. Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp. It's my favorite of, of those kind of movies because it's the only movie where I, I look at the people on screen and go, yeah, that's probably what they looked like. You know what I mean? Like not in the sense that like, I need someone to look like Wyatt Earp, but I need them to look weathered. I need them to look kind of malnourished. Um, You know, these people back then didn't live healthy, good lives. And so they were very weather beaten. They looked, their eyes were all beady and sunken in. And, you know, you look at the photo or the daguerreotypes from these these times and it's like it's frightening to look at and um i think tombstone really captured especially kurt russell really captured kind of the physicality of that mm-hmm. time period um so yeah tombstone i haven't seen that one in a minute too man dude it's such a good fucking movie i might go it's i might go on a like, a, like a western tip like soon i think i might just watch i mean a bunch of western movies. have you have you seen the searchers uh no I recommend that. Gorgeous. One of the most the beautiful searchers. pictures ever made. Yeah. John Wayne, John Ford. It's uh, good. Classic too. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah. Um, number three, A League of Their Own. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I adore this movie. Love it's this such movie. a good movie. Um, and I don't know how true the story is i know that it's based around like a league that actually happened i don't know if any of the characters are based on real people but um it's 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 a thing that happened and i think it's presented in such a sweet uh wonderful way penny marshall directed it 
Tom Hanks gives one of his last last great comedic performances. Um, and you know, you've got Gina Davis, you've got uh, oh, I'm blanking on her name, but her sister Kit, John Levitz, Lovitz makes an appearance. That's right, John. Um, but yeah, it's such a great story. It's such a great. Uh, I don't know. All the characters are very strong. All the relationships are are just well painted. Um, you really get to know these people, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful movie. It's a very I love this movie, mm -hmm. a League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Um, number two. Walk the line. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Um, that was gonna be in my list tonight. I was surprised that I put it at two, actually. I thought this would have come out as number one for me, but I, I had to be honest with myself, and I think it's at number it's at number two. Number two? And I'll tell you why. I love this movie. I really do. But having read both of Cash's autobiographies, uh, watched so many things on him, and, and then learning about like the reality of him and June's relationship, which wasn't as Hollywood and picture perfect as the movie paints it. Uh, you know, the movie gets a lot wrong that I as a, as a deep fan know, you know what I mean? Um, Joaquin Phoenix should have gotten Joker skinny for the role of Cash, especially during his drug period. Um, he played Cash as kind of a dumb Southern boy. Um, when Cash was very smart, he was a smart dude. Um, and he was, you know, I don't know. I just, the more I know about Johnny Cash, the less I believe in Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, and June Carter may have captured the spirit, or um, Reese Witherspoon may have captured the spirit of June Carter, but, you know, doesn't really have the voice or anything, which, you know, that's that's more window, window dressing. That's not as important. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I do adore this movie. I love this movie. I love, you know, the music in it. I love, you know, the myth of Johnny and June. I love it so much. Um, and I'm just a huge, huge Johnny Cash fan. Cash is mm -hmm. king, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, because of all the kind of the, inac not inaccuracies, but, you know, I think we could have gotten a more interesting story if they were more honest in their approach. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, so it does fall a little too Hollywood, a little too picture perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so um, number one, um, 61. Really? Okay. It's an HBO original movie directed by Billy Crystal. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's one of, I think one of my favorite movies actually. Um, I got to watch it again soon, but um it's about, you know, the, the home run race between Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris. And mm -hmm. uh, it captures the 60s so well. The music to the, to the dress, to the, you know, I mean, the clothes, the, the, the cars, everything. Mm -hmm. uh, the look of, of the bleachers, you know. Um, there's such great detail in this movie. And uh, Billy Pepper looks like Roger Maris. Um, uh, Thomas Jane looks pretty oh, good right. as Thomas Mickey Jane Mantle, you know. Yeah. Um, all the supporting characters are wonderful. Everyone feels like they are alive in the 60s. It, 
you know, there's no actor that sticks out to me that's like, oh, this is a production. You know what I mean? Yeah, I am yeah. transported back to that time. Um, and they didn't sugarcoat anything either. You know what I mean? They showed Mickey Mantle kind of as the womanizer that he was. They showed Roger Maris as kind of the strict kind of dude that he was. Um, and the mental and physical toll that, you know, this race that, uh, you know, kind of took on them. It's, it's, it's a great movie. It's a really, really great movie. Um, and I feel like nobody knows about it. Um, so 61 with an ast asterisk. asterisk um, yeah really really great movie yeah another rewatch I, I i was actually perusing uh hbo the other day and i saw i saw that on there i was like oh man i remember that being a really good movie yeah um yeah, it is nice i'm, I'm that's a surprise yeah. that surprised me actually that that last one joy yeah i uh, i like to throw a surprise in there every once surprise in a while in there. <laughs> you know <laughs> um yeah my my list is not really that crazy but uh um i think some yeah some of these are again like true to a certain extent but uh number oh, excuse me. number five oh excuse me guys number five uh i've got uh catch me if you can um Ooh. really loved leo and um tom hanks in this and just the idea of of having this kind of young kind of scam artist and this dude who's just kind of just he's always one step ahead of of tom uh tom hanks's character and i just love that kind of aspect in the movie and and just to just to think that like man this was like a real dude who was able to like you know portray himself as a, a doctor and like all these other characters you know i, I definitely want to look more into like how true that is but just to be able to see like a character uh you know to believe someone you know would do that and um kind of get away with that kind of stuff is uh is pretty mind-blowing so <laughs> yeah um and then I, yeah i loved you know leo and 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 uh, tom hanks and their their kind of cat and mouse thing and throughout the movie so uh catch me if you can for number five that's a good five number five number four i've got the social network Ooh. um you know i i'm sure this is again you know there's probably a lot of gray areas in here but uh I when I when it first came out, you know, I was curious about, you know, wow, like this is, you know, how did the story of Facebook, the Facebook, come out? And uh, you know, it, it there's a lot of uh topics, uh, a lot of very interesting topics they go over in the in the movie as far as just things that happen when you have a business and it starts to grow and it becomes this whole thing that's you know, changed the aspect of how we communicate with people um these days. Um and just like the idea of, of social, you know, social networks and social media, that was like not a thing, you know, how many years ago? Like, so it, uh, it was a very interesting movie. Uh, the, I remember the music was done by, he's the, the gentleman from Nine Inch Nails, uh, Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Soundtrack was crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, really enjoyed the film. I think the, I'm sure it didn't all go down like that, but you know, there are some like pretty, you know, heavy topics they had to get into. And, and especially when you have a, such a, a company that's just on the rise and is so big, um, just all the different things that go along with that. Um, and yeah, avid used to be an oh, avid yeah. user of Facebook, but 
guess that's uh, not happening. Not so much of these days. Not so much these days. Um, No. Okay. Uh, Next one, I've got uh, number three. I've got Moneyball, which uh, starred uh, who's this in this one? Uh, Brad Pitt and um, Jonah Hill. Jonah Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Um, Johan Hill. Johan Hill. Uh, a very interesting concept for a sports movie, which I I uh, did not know about. But you know, using kind of stats and 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 numbers to predict kind of the best ways, the best team to put together for the the Oakland A's, and uh, yeah. yeah, very fascinating, it, it, and just kind of the way they're able to explain and you know, kind of like this is this thing gonna work and, and and being able to kind of go through that process of like, you know, can we use numbers? Can we use statistics to really figure out the best team and the best outcome of the season and seasons to come? And it, I think that just like immediately caught me and and you know, I definitely want to like, you know, I think when I watched the movie, I probably looked up like you know the the actual thing or whatever and how they went about doing it. but it is a very interesting. Uh, kind of concept for a movie um, and you know most sports movies they're kind of you know they're you know it's still a sports movie hand in hand but like you just don't kind of get stuff like that where you, you have kind of a you know we're using like we're using like odds and like logic to like figure this thing out and not necessarily like your you know the skills of the team and all that kind of stuff and being able to like pro- like show people that and like wow like you can actually do this and find players that will you know be able to do this to the team. So I think that was very interesting. Um, yeah. And yeah. I love movies that can do that, that can kind of take these big concepts that are like, if you're reading about them, you might get bored or what have you, and they they find a way to really kind of make it interesting and digestible. Yes. Yes. And I, lo- I love Brad Pitt. He's, he's you know, he's always interesting in, in all the roles he's in. So uh, number three. He's, he's wonderful. Moneyball. And then uh, let's see, number two, um, uh, Imitation Game I have from 2014, Ooh. starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty much the the team behind cracking the uh, like German Enigma uh, coding, uh, like how sorry, the coding. So let me, yeah, pretty much decoding the like the 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 uh, the Enigma codes that they were having like during the wars. And and being mm. able to create kind of similar, you know, funny enough with with Moneyball, but being able to create pretty much like one of the first kind of computers to like to pretty much decode and encrypt this uh, this coding system and leaving it up to technology pretty much at this time um, to to solve this issue and to hopefully give them the adv- uh, the advantage and the way to decrypt the code so they can obviously call off, you know battles or call off you know certain things that are happening where you know people are less in danger and uh again i love like these kind of true story things where you know like they put these characters and everyone's like shitting on them usually throughout the first half of the movie right um so you get that a lot in this where it's like you know how can you how can you do this how can you crack this unbreakable code of these you know how can you do this like it's it's such a a thing that you know gets you know the code changes every so often and you know it's like these things that are might be humanly possible as far as just our brains being able to process it but you know being able to put the trust in a team of of scholars and and scientists and people to 
uh, to pretty much help win the war using their their logic again. Again, so, and I always love I always love movies like that where it's like, um, you know, where, where it's like the smarts kind of you know the the smarts out out they outsmart the uh, you know kind of the physical stuff or or you know maybe some of the you know the yeah I th- you know kind of like yeah, yeah that kind of stuff happens. So uh, anyways, an intimidation game. Uh, you know, I love Benedict Cumberbatch in the movie, and it is very intriguing. And I, that machine does I, like did exist, and you know they were able to, you know, somehow make it work and and decode, you know, those uh, messages and and find advantages of winning the war. So I think that was just such an interesting story to tell. And uh, and then of course you don't get that many, uh, kind of like those kind of opportunities where you have you know. I'm, would say this but in war uh, in even some of the past wars you know there's a lot of uh you know teachers and actually the great the great example of this is uh our, our man tom hanks in saving Private ryan where he mentions mm. he's a uh, you know an educator he's a teacher and um you know taking kind of like the the soldiers out out of the war part of the you know what i mean like it's just like this is a war movie but like we're focusing on another part of this uh, is the people who are on the mainland trying to figure this stuff out you know so um but yeah imitation game uh for number two and then for my number one uh i just watched this just recently um the zodiac movie or zodiac right on nice with uh you know our man uh rdj and uh rdj Erdage. and uh yeah we i mean the i i don't remember too much of because this was like in the early it was like early 80s i think like early to late 60s sorry early 60s sorry yeah 60s um so it was definitely not in our lifetime when this happened and i don't you know i don't think my parents were even like my family was even in america at this time Oh, see, uh, my mom was like, yeah, as kids, we would play, don't, you know, uh, not like they'd play a twisted version of hide and seek. Like, oh, we got to run. The Zodiac's going to get you. Dude, that's so crazy. Like his children, you know. It was, it was like, so known wild. at the time, right? And mm-hmm. in the public, you know, uh, eye because of, because of how that the Zodiac killer was, you know, being, you know, it was reporting and, you know, kind of connecting with the newspaper outlets and kind of making his presence known and uh yeah the the movie is definitely quite a ride and there's you know tons of you know this kind of mystery of the zodiac killer and and uh i think jake gyllenhaal he like both jake gyllenhaal and like robert downey jr they get so close they have like so many moments where they get really close to fight you know getting kind of close to finding out who the zodiac killer is they they even have like a suspect too i think at the end of the movie and it's like yeah, and it's great because, like, um, I think by the end of it, what wasn't like the Zodiac Killer still a mystery? Like, he wasn't. Uh, He's never been identified. Identified. So, um, and and then of course it takes place, you know, in 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 the Bay Area in San Francisco, and you know our our hometown, and and just knowing that like this was like a thing at this time, and like again going back to your, I guess your mom, right? And you know it affected a lot of people's lives at the at that time it was such a, a known thing to talk about and, and I know it was about killings and stuff, but it be, you know, probably became such a story to talk about because it was just so mysterious. Yeah. 
Um, so, and then I, yeah, I just love this portrayal of it. And, you know, I guess it did fill me in on kind of how it was and, you know, kind of how, you know, interesting this killer was with the, you know, reaching out to newspapers and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, the Zodiac 2007. That's a great number one. It's a very good number one. It was, uh, yeah, I just recently watched it. I, I can't remember where I watched it on, maybe like Netflix or something, but it was, uh, yeah, I was still like. It was still kind of creepy, creeping me out still. So, like, yeah. And how many years later? It so. is. It's, it's, ugh. Yeah. yeah there's some really, gra- there's some graphic stuff in that movie, but yeah. yeah. That's my top five, dude. I, I actually really enjoyed this top five, these top fives tonight, man. Like, they've been so much, uh, excuse me, so much fun. And, um, I, I love it when we have like kind of double, double movie. Uh, lists going on we get to talk a lot of movies yeah. tonight so love talking yeah. movies there we go there we go right on, man. Jonathan yes do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear sweet lovely imaginary audience this week yeah I was going to talk about it earlier and I totally forgot what I was going to talk about oh god uh, yeah I was um, what was I going to talk about something to do with oh Leo um yes i also watched another movie just recently and it was just a a, on the whim kind of thing and uh now i kind of watch more western movies but i watched quick and the dead just recently it's not my first time i love that movie but i i always forget it's directed by sam raimi um it's got like a bunch of people in it um like russell crowe's in it young leo's in it i think it's Um, russell crowe's first american movie yeah, and it and it feels like it. he's not like he's kind of like the side character. Like he's not like he is kind of a almost, almost, almost right? a love interest. Almost a love interest. Yeah. Sherrod Stone is like a badass, like uh, cowboy, you know, like cowboy in it. And I think she, you know, there's a great story with her and like you know why she came to this one town. And I love it because it's like it's one of those western movies where it's just set like in that town like it, they don't go anywhere else i think in the movie like they're just like there and through the whole movie and it's it's such a great like i forgot how fun it was uh, not fun but like i forgot how like entertaining it was and um Le- young leo fuck man that guy's great he is so he is so like at that age he is just still so like captivating like he he immediately mm-hmm. steers you t- you know towards him and um there are moments though when he's like in the cowboy gear, and I'm like, damn, I'm getting the I'm getting the uh, Candyland vibes from, uh, shit, from that's funny. Django and Chain, and it's like, cause he has that like same, um, maybe it's the same like kind of facial like expressions, like the kind of you know he's a, he's kind of like a smart you know he's kind of a uh, a cocky you know he's a smart ass I would say in this movie you know he's like I'm sure the, yeah I'm the best shooter you know and so. Oh, he's you know, an arrogant little shit. Yeah, he is. And yeah, there's some very interesting moments with him, uh, especially near kind of the end. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Like when you can see someone like that and you're like, damn, I, like even earlier on in his career, like he was going to command the, the, the movie, you know, scene, you know, how many years later. And um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's amazing when you see like movies where like maybe, yeah, Russell Crowe, like his first American, you know, debut, like, seeing like the pathway of where that is. And then like, you know, Sam Raimi, um, you know, seeing a Sam Raimi film too. And like now getting more into like directors and, you know, it's like, dude, this feels such like a Sam Raimi movie. Like 
it's 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 great when you yeah. can you can finally pull stuff like that from your favorite directors and uh or movies you've you've been exposed to so many directors um and like the kind of things you're looking for and and maybe it's the kind of the, the signature stuff that that gets pulled over to like stuff like spider-man or like so I, I don't know why it, it's just a movie I enjoyed and I, I I've seen it already before and I'm, I'm sure we've talked about it on the show with like westerns and stuff but um I just have to recommend it to anyone who has not seen it like it was just such yeah. a fun movie to watch and it's a very simple story so um, yeah I think you guys will have a lot of fun great wreck great wreck I yeah that's a really great movie I uh it's not talked about ever yeah it's forgotten at this point um and it shouldn't be it's, it's a nice, lot of fun yeah it's a nice little g- gem in there right yeah so but yeah that's nice right show on, for this week, dude nothing much nothing too crazy so joey i love it what do um, you have to share this week my brother uh his friend alex baldridge uh, started a podcast the dnp pod um so you check them out. Give them a follow on Twitter, uh, DNP underscore pod. Check them out on, on Spotify. Check them out anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Um, I listen. They've, they've got maybe by the time this is out, they'll have two episodes up. But they had one up, and I listened to it, and it's you would think these guys have been doing it forever. Um, I'm just I'm so excited that, uh, yeah. Matt, Matty P is, is doing this. Uh, so it's, it's very cool. And, um, you know, we're going to have to jump on their show. We're going to have to have them on our yeah. show. Uh, we're going to do some collaborations it's gonna be one of those with things. Them. Yes. Um, so yeah, DMP pod, check it out. They do sports, they do pop culture. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot like our, not a lot like our show, but it's, it's like our show. It's two buddies, um, kind of shooting the shit that they're interested in. Um, so yeah. DMP pod. DMP pod. I love that dude. DMP pod. Yes. Yes. Jonathan. Yes. Where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, my friend? Uh, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram at uh, Sean Day Music and also my website, SeanDayMusic.net. Net. Net. Joey, where Net. can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joey Prodi and on my website, joeyproddy.com. You can check uh, and on YouTube. Please check us out on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. We're also on uh, Facebook on, uh, at uh, Top 5 Podcast. We're on Apple Music, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you, Jonathan, all the love we never made <laughs> i don't know dude <laughs> that's the th- all the love we never made until never next made. week <laughs> that sounds so bad i'm sorry <laughs> until next time i'm joey Brody. and i'm sean day thanks, thanks for listening show has some difficulties. I know. But, but we got... Ah.